Hello, everyone. I'm Alan Furstenberg. And I'm Mark Tucker, and we are Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. How's it going with you, Mark? Well, um, best night's sleep I had last <laughs> night than I've had in weeks. Um, so uh, my smile's a little bit bigger today. I am totally hearing you. Yeah, no, it's, it's good to see um, things coming to a solid resolution. Yes, it sounds like it's still in progress, but we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it will be smoother. I hope so. Um, I got to tell you, I have been reading the series of uh, articles that you've been posting on your blog. Oh, and, uh, the, about the uh, creation of the Alexa game? About creation of Number Spice, yeah. And yeah. I, I really liked how you're, how you're uh, spelling it out and how you kind of articulated, at least for the first one, um, where the ideas came from and, and kind of what, what triggered your thought process there. And, uh, and it, made, it made me also think about, you know, how do I come up with some of the ideas for some of the stuff I've worked with? So uh, I was thinking that might be a good thing to chat about today. What do you think? Yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea. So, you know, sometimes you're working on uh, projects uh, for work and, and, and you're given the scope or you, you kind of help uh, figure out within certain boundaries what you're going to work on. And sometimes it's open season and you just get to pick whatever you want. And that was the case with Number Spies. Um, you can read the article. We'll include a, a link to that. Um, and so that you can start following along with the whole experience. But uh, it actually started on Number Spies with this concept of a number station that transmits audio, uh, encoded messages with just a series of digits. Um, and I'd, I'd come across that you know, more than a year ago and... Uh, and I just thought that would be a really cool voice experience, you know, having the smart, smart speaker uh, tell you what those numbers are. And then I, I, one of the things that occurred to me is like, well, there's no way to decode those because it's, it uses something called a one-time pad. And unless you have the one-time pad, there's no way that you can decode right. it. It's, it's, you know, well, and so then I thought, well, what if you could? And so then that start, turned into Number Spies as the game uh, with its associated flash briefing. I thought what was really cool about um, what you're talking about was that you know number that number stations and I've I've heard about number stations for years and they're always really cool things to to kind of hear about and go well what's going on here uh, and I'll let people read the article to to get a bigger picture about where what number stations are and how they work um, that it was really exciting to see how this latched into stuff that you were interested in when you were younger. So how you were interested yeah. just broadly in terms of spies and secret agents and codes and that sort of stuff. Yeah, so I used to keep a notebook and um, of different uh, ways to decode and encode messages and just a number of other things when I was a kid and I just kind of remembered, wow, that was just so, you know, uh, a fun part of my childhood remembering or just playing along, trying to be a spy. Um, so, so that's what uh, that's that that also kind of pulled into the whole uh, concept. No, I, I understand it because you know I, I think about the projects that I work on, and a lot of them boil down to you know what what were the things that I enjoy doing, or what are the things that I need, or what are the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I think for a lot of people, the projects that we work on are because we've got this personal passion in them or this personal interest. And it pulls us in and makes us want to do more and, and you know see what else we can do with it. Yeah, no, exactly. There's there's a number of cases. Uh, so like uh, 
something that's important to me is, is serving others and, and using you know, technology for good. And, and that's affected some of the projects. Um, there's a project that I have out there called Serve More, where you can find service projects in locations near you. Um, and that happened because I had this desire to bring that uh, to the voice platform. And I knew that there was a, um, already a set of APIs out there for a project called Just Serve. Um, and so I was able to take those APIs and, and bring them to voice and, and, and it's multi-platform. So it's got, a, I've got a uh, serve more uh, Alexa skill and Bixby capsule. Um, and then there's, a, there's other projects that are along that same vein of just, you know, what can we do to do good? Um, yeah. And, and, and I've, and so that's, that's another place where I've come up with some ideas. No, I know what you mean. You know, when I think of um, where I got started with Voodoo Drive and, and what Voodoo Drive does a lot of is works with files that you have stored on Google Drive. And that kind of got its start because back when I was working with Glass, uh, I was at a hackathon and I said, well, what do I, what do I want to do? What are the things that I can't do right now? that this would help me with. And a big one for that is when I'm out remembering the to-do list that I need to be managing. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, and I wanted this notion of being able to edit a to-do list uh, when I was at my computer and, but easily access it while I was on the go. Okay. So, so this created this notion of being able to have a file saved in a central location and Google Drive is a nice central location for that yep. sort of thing. And from there, it's grown into, well, how do I manipulate a spreadsheet with my voice? You know, but also manipulate the same spreadsheet on a desktop or on a mobile device. Right. And it was that, that need and that, you know, an interest I've had in spreadsheets for years that so, let me connect the pieces. Yeah, so it's interesting because it, it, in one case, it was solving a practical need. But the thing that surfaced the, kind of the... Um, impetus to think about the idea was a hackathon yeah um, and and I've had that same experience I you know early on in my Alexa uh, journey then there was a hackathon for writing kids um, experiences I don't know if it was kids games or exactly what it was but um, I, I have a and at that time echo show was was uh, was pretty new and so I created something called picture guesser and it's still uh, out there today in fact it Codebase hasn't been touched for probably two, two and a half years or something. It definitely needs a, uh, an upgrade. There's some more things I want to do and some workarounds with technology I had to do at the time, but uh, it's, a, it's a tile game. So you get a picture and it's covered in tiles and you can remove the tiles and you guess you know, what it is. And that's, that, that's definitely not a voice first game. You couldn't play that you know, without the display, but you know, there is... Uh, um, it was it was you know kind of a, a thought experiment that uh, that started with a hackathon. So so the thought so where for for that sort of thing what what was the what was the inspiration what kind of drove you to think about oh I can use tiles and pictures and control that with my voice. Well, and uh, on, on that case, I think I just uh, started going through different types of and genres of games. I'm like, okay, well, there's you know, you've got your. Um, puzzle games, you've got your, you know, just kind of going through thinking through, well, you know, what, what don't we have on Alexa <laughs> right now? And what, you know, and you know, I just you know, thought about, oh, what about, you know, those, uh, those tile games? And so, so that's, that's where that one came from. And, just and I think, through. yeah, and I think Numbers Spice fits into that as well, where you, you had this, 
you were you started thinking what's what's not been done what's outside the box a little bit because i think mm -hmm. we've seen you know adventure games well done um you know escape room type games you know well 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 trod territory what are the the games that we haven't seen yet and what do we want to see well and what um number spy is kind of even turned into is almost more this um alternate reality game where um it's not all happening in a single voice game you you have a flash briefing um, to, that gives you the number station, you know, transmission, and then you can you would have to manually decode or go to a website to decode the message, to get a verified code, to go into the game, to redeem the verified code, to get the points, um, and that's only one of them. You could have a message that you decode, which then takes you to a website, which then takes you to a picture with numbers in it, and then you use those numbers as a verified code in the game to prove that you've decoded the message or, and so that's, you know, mm -hmm. kind of the idea was that it's, it was a bigger experience than just a voice game. It was a kind of like a spy experience. Well, I mean, and I think what that kind of speaks to again, is this notion of we're, we're developing skills and actions in general that aren't narrowly, you know, this is a voice only experience. It's multimodal, it's multi-device, it's the sort of thing where, you know, you can easily envision being able to do some things would require a keyboard, and some things would be better on mobile, and some things would be better by voice, and it's when you put the three of them together that you're creating something that's bigger than any one piece could be. Yes, and, and in some cases, um, you know, I, I feel like the, the game's been successful in that it you know, successfully uh, transmitted that, that kind of that idea of what I wanted to accomplish. Um, but in other ways, um, then it, you know, it hasn't really got a, a wide usage. And, we'll, you know, we'll talk about that at, at some point. But, but because it's not something that fits into a very specific uh, grouping and it's kind of a new game, new experience, then, um, then it does have more of an uphill uh, challenge to get people to, to invest that kind of time into it. Yeah, no, I can I can easily see that. But I think a lot of games, when they first get their start, certainly do. You know, it, it does require people to kind of latch on to the notion of what what is this game? Mm -hmm. um, and it's some of them, you know, I, I think of early some early uh, arcade games that never caught on in the arcade. But, you know, and these were early role playing arcade games. They never caught on in the arcade because it didn't quite work in that format. Right. But when they were brought onto home computers, they worked really well. Um, and the name of all of them escaped me at the moment because, of <laughs> course, they do. But, uh, you know, there were several examples of that. And, it, and it's funny that I think, you know, the, the flip side of that is taking a well-established game type that people are very familiar with, like a crossword puzzle. And you know where mm -hmm. I'm going with this one. Yeah. And you know, and saying, well, you know, this is something that people were used to printed and it became a very different thing when they were able to use it on a mobile device. And people love doing crossword puzzles on mobile devices. And when I started working, when I started working on something, uh, a crossword puzzle for voice, a lot of people said to me, how's that going to work? What, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and I think it, it has been interesting adapting a very common 
genre that we're used to into a slightly different format and seeing how it works and seeing what can be done with it and addressing some of the problems. And that's what I've been trying to do with crosstalk. Yeah. I think that's uh, that, that's a good example because there are some things that you need to adapt and then some things it, a multimodal experience is going to be the best experience. Um, I've also seen games um, like 21. That's a fairly simple card mm -hmm. game. I've seen that brought to voice only um, or or you can do it with a you know smart display or, or only with the smart speaker. Um, but I've also seen some games just boil down to uh, you know like a one hand or a one um, kind of a shortened version of the game because it is so uh, more complex. And, and so that's also another way to get ideas would be, yep. how can I take this existing gamer or, or idea and then uh, narrow it down to just uh, something that's, that could be done fairly quickly on yep. voice. And You know, when it comes to ideation though, I have to give you credit for the idea of crosstalk because you had been posting these crossword puzzles um, to, to highlight some, some recent Alexa announcements. And my, um, my initial reaction to seeing them was, oh, that's pretty cool. Why don't we, why isn't this voice first? Why are yeah. we talking about voice, but don't have a voice first experience? So I wanted to see what a voice first experience for that would be like. You know, that inspiration comes from a lot of different places and that's right. always fun to see. Sometimes um, the inspiration comes from like new features. You're like, oh, this new feature is coming out. So like I've seen some things recently with the new um, Echo Show that has the, the rotating uh, camera. And so people experimenting with the ability to, to move back and forth and how does that affect the screen? Um, so some of them are, are triggered with, with technology. I know like this just this last week, APL uh, came out, Alexa presentation language, uh, came out with version 1.5 with some additional controls like checkboxes and radio buttons and toggles. And what the, uh, immediately came to my mind with that was, oh, a settings page. So now yeah. this, this idea of, well, you know, maybe these voice experiences will have, uh, if they have a multimodal experience, uh, would have a settings page. Like I know, you know I'm working on a game right now that has uh, family mode or has, uh, I've worked on games that have brief mode. And so, um, you know, you can control those through, through uh, voice uh, commands like, you know, typical intense, but I could also see groupings of multiple of those uh, together onto a settings page. Yep. No, definitely. You know, one of the things I think I've felt for a while, and again, this goes back to the multimodality, you know, uh, how do we represent this thing? How do, we, how do we offer the right experience in the right place at the right time? Right. So you're not necessarily going to want to try to go through the settings by voice. But if APL works on a mobile device, then you'll be able to control the settings from a mobile device. And for all voice experiences, those settings will still be in effect. Or you also have a web page that lets you into your account if you've got account linking. And this lets you set the settings on the web page or on the mobile device, and yet still use it in some other ways. I think that's you know, an important thing to, to kind of think about as you're approaching this. The voice experience doesn't have to be everything. It just has to be the right thing. Right. I, no, I agree. You know, like Number Spies has a, a companion website that there's, a, there's some settings and things that you can do on the, on the website that then <clears throat> you can link back to the voice experience. Um, 
you know, Sort Audio, which is a, the device I'm working at, the, um, the project I'm working uh, at, at work. Um, we have uh, a website and, and mobile apps that go along uh, companion with the, the voice experience. So there's, I think, um, as we're developing these different things or thinking through ideas, we need to think through, um, is this going to be a voice only? Is it gonna be a multimodal voice? Is it gonna have uh, companion mobile apps? Companion websites. See, see I think I think I, gonna go on. I think of it in terms of not are we going to have it's more how do these how does each individual component complement the others? How yes. do we how do we end up creating something that is bigger than all of the parts put together? And I, I, I think that's truly what voice starts letting us do. It's what mobile let us do with desktop apps. You know. Um, I, you know, and, and in terms of that, in terms of new features, again, I was thinking when, when we had our conversation about uh, action links and quick links, or now assistant links yeah. and quick links, um, that this doesn't just become an advertising mechanism, it becomes a true functionality bridge. So that for something like Voodoo Drive, if I'm browsing through a file uh, that's in Drive, with one click, I can say, you know what? I want to talk to that instead of typing to that. Yes. Well, and, and that's also interesting because typically those types of things have been branded. So like, uh, like Google or Amazon would say, oh, when you're using this in a button to, you know, to open something, then there's certain branding that, that goes along with that, like talk to Alexa or open right. this on you know, Google Assistant or, or something. Some of those are really long, so I don't know. Um, but I'm kind of surprised that there hasn't been some official branding released about those experiences um, from the, the the big players. Um, but you know, maybe maybe that will happen. There, there sort of has been with assistant links, but that that's for another show, I think. <laughs> well, I'll have, I'll be interested in learning. Um, but yeah, you know, I I think certainly this being able to to smoothly transition between all of them, you know, I think that. When you start getting those ideas into your head, and we're talking about ideation, is you know you start to say, well, you know, how do I take something that I'm used to in one format, crossword puzzles, word games, action games, how do I take those business application, you know, how do I take those, yep. and then seamlessly be able to move from keyboard to mobile to voice and back in in any fashion that makes the most sense to me yeah no i i, I agree because there's um because we are um, we are on multiple devices throughout the day and there are uh, times where it makes sense um so in, in some cases we might want to take the exact same experience with us from uh you know from the tv to the to the car to the mobile to the you know Yep, um, we'll, we'll want to do that. But there's also um, times where we want to have different, maybe the it's not the same experience, but maybe it's the same application, different ways of input yep. that, that we want to be able to take with us throughout those different things. So like if, you know, if we have something that, that's uh, tracking like where we're driving and our speed or you know, car things, um, but then maybe there's a website that's going to, that, that or a, a mobile app that summarizes those things like oh you're you know within three thousand miles of you know such and such repair or you know, these things are coming up or you know just giving us more information than we have um, yeah 
truly being yeah. an assistant, kind of assisting us with the-, the Well, exactly. The, you know, I also think about tell. it in terms of, of things like health. You know, I certainly, yep. you know, a lot of people wear, um, you know, have, have wearables that track how many steps they've made. Well, okay, that's that's useful and that's great. But how do I also take that data and mix it with this other application that's tracking my weight and this other application that's recording the food that I'm eating? And yeah. sometimes I'll need to record what I'm eating on a mobile app and sometimes I'll be doing it using the voice app that's in my kitchen. And, you know, how do I then take all of this data and get something useful out of it? Whether that's you know a morning briefing, or you know when I when I say goodnight to my voice agent, it said you know goodnight and hey you did a great job on your on uh, your calorie your caloric intake today, yeah. or you know when I record my weight it says hey um, you're doing well and here's how it relates to these other things that that immediate feedback that helps you tie everything together. Right, or you know like if we're thinking like uh, Amazon Go shopping experience where. We, you know, we have cameras and stuff and they know what, what we're putting into our cart or not, then, uh, you know, you put the the frosted flakes or whatever into your cart and you get this beep, 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 like, uh, you sure you really want to buy this thing? <laughs> if you buy it, then you're going to eat it, which is going to affect, you know, your goals, which is going to... Right. You know, and, I, you know, one of the things I like to think about, and this kind of ties back to, to number spies, where, you know, you had the daily flash briefing, which you would get regularly and tie it into the website and tie it into a conversational voice action as well, uh, sorry, a voice skill as well. Yep. Um, that, you know, sometimes you need this two-way feedback, you know, so one of the things I, I, I did with, uh, with Voodoo Drive for, for spreadsheets, it's not just that you're asking for data, you're also putting data into it. But there are times when you just want, you know, a status report, something that happens during your morning routine, you know, either as a flash briefing or as a, a news summary or whatever. Something I like to think of as kind of an audio dashboard mm -hmm. where it just comes at you every day. Here's the current status of whatever. And tie that into the feedback system that you're also putting into it. So yeah. I, 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 I think my takeaway from that, from, from what NumberSpice has taught me and what I'm we're learning with Voodoo Drive is um, use all those platforms. You know, yes, you want to deliver audio. And in a voice-first wor world, just delivering audio can be really powerful. But so is putting data in, responding to it, and having that conversation. Yeah, and then the, you know, the idea, like with NumberSpice, there's an Alexa skill and there's a, um, a flash briefing. Um, like matchbox.io on their question of the day, you ask, you answer the question of the day, if you get it right, you get a bonus question. But every day at the end, there is this little, um, you know, short podcast that's about the question that you were asked, the main question that you were asked and gives you a little bit of, you know, facts and behind the details. And there's a little bit of friendly banter between the two hosts. Um, that's talking about that topic and and that's just fun it's it's you know it deepens the experience mm -hmm. um so so i i do like the idea of having this multiple multiple app or this this idea of a, a, a app or a game and a podcast um i can also see it on the other end where if you're using a mobile app then there's maybe there's a number of things that you can do but then it also leads you into well this is what you need to do 
to use that experience on voice. So it's almost like, you know, having an app on mobile is something that people are really familiar with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we talk about having skills and actions or being as being voice apps on these smart speaker devices. But I don't know that, you know, people have, you know, quite caught on to there's a skill or action for that, you know, kind of concept. Um, but having some, some, you know, something that leads you into that experience, um, whether it be the, uh, the mobile app that's pointing you towards a, this is how you use the voice experience or, or, you know, or like, once again, we talked about quick links and stuff, but like social media or radio or TV that's pointing you into the voice app experience. Um, so those are all things to consider as you're, as, as you're, you know, going on with your ideas, how, not only how do you implement, yeah. how do you implement the idea? How are you going to get people to use it? How do you discover you know, how people discover it? How are you going to um, uh, keep retention? Are, are you going to monetize it somehow? What's, what's your return on, on your development investment? Mm -hmm. uh, and I assume this. you'll be talking about all of this stuff later in, in your series. Yes, I'm, I'm going to break apart um, number spies uh, part by part and talk about it. And, uh, uh, the good and the bad, and and uh, we'll, you know, hopefully I'll get some good feedback on on what other people are are want to hear about. But uh, I'll just kind of go through. No, and you know, what? I think it's important that we're saying we're having this as a conversation because I know that certainly some of the lessons that I already see coming from Number Spies came from conversations that we had with other developers and other successful yep. uh, voice creators, um, particularly at Matchbox.io they've been pioneering some of this stuff. So learning their lessons has been fantastic. Yeah, no, it's, there's just so much that you can learn from, uh, from somebody else. And I'm just, you know, trying to throw information out there um, to, to help other people learn from what, what I've done. And, and hopefully um, that will just kind of make the whole thing grow bigger. Yeah, no, I hope so. And as always, we encourage people to give us feedback on, uh, on this, I know you're encouraging people to give feedback on the articles that you're writing. Yep. Um, what's what's coming up on the next article? So what's the article after ideation? <laughs> well, I'm just a big uh, like a component system component overview. What ended up happening with an since it wasn't just a game, it was a flash briefing and a number of other things, and you needed to take messages and decode them, and there was a content management system. So it's a it's a laying out what ended up being the whole architecture of this uh, experience, which turned out looking more like an enterprise software <laughs> solution than a than a game. Uh, but uh, that, that, so that, that's that's the next one, and then we'll start breaking into those each parts, you know, part by part. Okay. Well, I look forward to chatting about it with you next week. Then. Yeah. Thank you, Alan. This is this has been fun as always. A great way to start the week, uh, talking with you and talking with the community about voice development. Yep. And as always, we we encourage feedback as well. So, thank you, everyone. This has been Two Voice Devs. Two Voice Devs. Take care. Bye.